Welcome to the Speaking Light into Abortion podcast, where I talk about all the reasons it's possible for you to thrive after your abortion. I'm your host, Amanda Kingsley, and two years after my own abortion, I certified as a life coach so I could serve women after abortion in all the ways they've been deserving and lacking for centuries. Consider this your launchpad for finding strength and community in yourselves and in each other. Hey friends, some of you noticed, some of you did not, some of you are brand new here. Uh, I did not share a podcast episode last week. It's kind of been a bit of a wonky year and apparently last week was another wonky week. (laughs) And then I thought, how do I, I do have some guest interviews scheduled, um, so much to say and at the same time I'm like I've said everything (laughs) and then I thought what would be a a fun way to um to use the podcast in December and two years ago I launched my book it is called what I wish a hundred love notes to help you survive come alive and thrive after abortion it was really a group project so many amazing people helped me by proofreading it um sharing their thoughts about it editing it uh helping me put the book together you all know who you are and i thank you so 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 much so i thought this december it's been two years maybe i would use these podcast days to read a page a note from the book and then talk about it a little see what comes up so we'll see how that goes kind of a fun december podcast project and i'm just randomly opening so i just opened to page 79 if you have the book if not you can order it on my website you can order it on amazon um some bookstores are carrying it please ask your bookstores to carry it ask your libraries to carry it they can order through there's a link on my website um so they can order through ingram spark just give them the the book number um but i just opened to a random page i happened to open to page 79 and this love note starts with no one needs to hear your story more than you Boy, is that true? A lot of people come to me. <laughs> I will read the rest without interrupting every five seconds, maybe. Um, but a lot of people come to me feeling like I can't tell anyone, or um, I don't know how to tell anyone, or I'm afraid to tell people, or I want to tell people, and I don't know if it's the right choice. And really, I think the thing to focus on is how do you tell yourself your story? Practice it. Tell yourself in different ways. How does the story feel in your body when you tell it? How do you feel owning that story? The number one most important person you need to get your story straight with is you. Um, you To heal and thrive after abortion, you really do want to get to a place where your story isn't something you're running from inside of yourself. And so that is often the work I do with with most of my clients. Um, let me see if I can read this, then I'll go back and pop, pop over to the pieces of it. How we tell our story matters. How we hear our story matters. 
Nothing is fixed, especially not your abortion story. Story elicits feeling, and feeling is fuel. You pick. I couldn't have his baby, or I chose to release my tie to him. I had no choice, or I chose for a reason. My birth control failed, or I didn't get the results I expected. Our stories are where we cultivate light or darkness. Abortion isn't fixed. Our thoughts about it determine whether we live in the dark or we live in the light. I think realistically, a lot of us live in the gray. <laughs> but I would say in, in my story in particular, it was very dark and very scary and very overwhelming at the beginning. And it is such a light in my life now. Anyone who's coached with me sees behind me as I coach this like beautiful landscape of, of night, day and night and darkness and light. And um, you can see how the words land in your body differently. Like you, you respond to different words in different ways. You can feel sometimes it feels heavier or lighter or it feels um, it feels like you can't get the words out or you can't shout it loud enough. Like words matter and the way they sit inside your body come out of your mouth matters. It, it changes the way you move about your life. So I think... I think the very first thing to do when you're exploring your own story and to do frequently um, is to just try on a bunch of things. Um, one of my mentors in the life coaching world used to say that thoughts are like outfits, right? They're, it's like clothing. You can try it on. If you don't like it, take it back off. You can throw it away. You can put it in your back in your closet. You can wear it the next day. Like you can wrap it around. Like <laughs> use, play with your story, play with the words, um, in, in a trying on way, like, oh, I have to sneeze. Um, <laughs> I feel like I'm just randomly going to sneeze coming up. Um, try things on. Get out a pen and paper and, and write like 10 different ways you could say I had an abortion. Write 10 different ways that you could tell your story. Um sometimes we tell tell it different ways to different people and that's okay it's not necessarily a bad thing there's different relationships different energies different conversations that we're open to have with different people you can write your story like 10 different ways and they can all seem kind of conflicting and they're all true for you in some way so to start exploring your own relationship to your story i would say really just get out a pen and paper and play with it. Write things down, say them out loud, feel them in your body. Notice what parts of you get activated. Like I feel that in my gut. I feel that in my heart. Um, That makes me hunch forward and want to hide. Like be curious about your experience and your relationship to your story. And, and I'm using the word story, but you may have multiple stories. Um, 
really start exploring by being curious. Sometimes I do story work with clients, not always. Um, Sometimes it's a really healing thing for people to do. Sometimes they don't want to look at their story. Sometimes they don't need to look at their story. Um, It's not something everyone has to play with. But I know for me at the beginning, like, just I would answer, I would tell my story in different ways to different people at different times and just sometimes be surprised like, oh, I guess that's how I feel about it now. (laughs) Or yes, that's how I feel. Or something about that's not right. And it still happens where the way I talk about abortion changes all the time. And I'm always like taking every opportunity I can, whether it's private or public, to notice how things are changing for me. Um, but how my relationship to my story is changing, how the way I tell my story is changing, um, all of it. So I think it's a story is never fixed. One of the one uh something really fun I did, um, probably three years back was I started this My Abortion One Hundred, I think I called it. Anyway, I was challenging people to write their story in a hundred words. And I wish I had that in front of me. I'll find it and put it in the podcast show notes. Um, But that was a really fun project, like, for me. And then I just invited other people to do it. Like, if I had a hundred words to tell my story, what would they be? And so I remember, like, let's say I wrote a hundred and you know, 33 words. And then I just like kept kind of whittling it down and playing with it and tweaking it. It was a fun way to like give myself a bit of a template and a challenge and really use those hundred words to like the best of my ability. I don't know if that's not the right way to say it. More like what are the hundred words that most represent how I feel right now? And it was fun. Um, it took some tweaking. It took some challenge. It really asked me to to think about a bunch of things. And again, that was a few years ago. I'd be curious if if it feels the same, if that 100-word story I had a while back still feels the same. I'll have to go look at it. Um, in this line in the love note that says, story elicits feelings, feeling and feeling is not, oh, sorry, and feeling is fuel. I just wanted to address that a little bit. Um, A lot of people come to me, you know, if they get to the point where they're paying someone to help them sort out their experience and make sense of it and be able to enjoy their life again, a lot of times the feelings that come up are like shame or guilt or regret or fear or um, resentment. There's some common feelings and I never see those feelings as a bad thing. For me, any feeling we're having, positive, negative, whatever, wherever on the spectrum, is fuel, as in there's something to learn from it. There's something to explore in it. It is, it's like, oh, that's a way to understand where I am and where I want to go. That's a way to, um, to, better relate to myself and my experience that's a way to let me get curious about where that feeling is coming from and is it even mine and um 
is it a bad thing for me to feel that way? Maybe it's not a bad thing for me to feel that way. So I, I really do think our feelings are our fuel in that if we lean into them, they help us get to the next place we want to go. Um, and sometimes they can feel more like an out-of-control fire than fuel. <laughs> but with just a little bit of tweaking with a little bit of attention, we can recognize that like all these feelings we're having are the way we get to where we want to go. They are the thing to look at to carry us forward. And, you know, in the, in the love note, I moved on to like the comparison of say, I couldn't have his baby versus I chose to release my tie to him. Um, those words create a feeling in your body. There's so much to be curious about there. And when you find the words that make sense for you, are they creating a feeling that's the kind of fuel you want to push you toward the next step, to um, launch you in the direction you want to go? Is it too intense? Maybe Maybe you're not ready for that much speed, that much intensity of feeling. Find the words that feel right for you based on where you're at and when. Um, what else does this say? I don't think there's anything else in here in particular in this love note that I, that I necessarily want to address. But do reach out to me if you have a favorite um poem or note from the book that you want to hear my perspective on or you want to share your perspective like send me a message I can I'm happy to um, make this a little less random and a little more intentional if maybe there's one you have a question about just doesn't sit right with you and I can do a little more um I can look at it from you know I can share with you my perspective about what it was like to write that and then maybe where I'm at now, I, I have not, I often pick up my book and I will um, open to a random page and read it. But I, I haven't read through the whole thing in a very long time. And, you know, I'm sure a lot of it has changed. I don't know that I would, if I like, say, printed a new edition, I would change anything. But I wrote this years ago. And my experience has changed and my relationship to the words has changed. And I might not even remember where I was at when I wrote it. But I really tried to write these so that wherever you were at, whatever perspective you were coming to your story from, there'd be something in here for you. So do get the book if you have not. Make it a gift to yourself. Um, I have never known anyone to say I sat down and read it I think most of us use it more like we just open a page and receive what we receive or read a couple and see how we feel or read it in journal it's not a book that you're gonna have to like sit down and get through I think of it as a book you have a relationship to you kind of I have one on my coffee table um when I give one away I imagine people I don't even imagine people reading them all. I imagine them reading the ones that they're meant to read. So definitely go get it. If you want a signed copy, just send me a message and I will mail you a signed copy in the mail with a cute little bookmark. Um, 
but yeah, keep in touch. I'll do a few more of these this month and we'll see where the podcast leads in 2024. Also, I was just about to close this and the little voice said, Amanda, tell them about your offer. <laughs> um, it was a couple weeks ago now, maybe only like a week, week and a half, where I decided that I was going to start offering a, a bit of a package again. I used to have a 12-week um, coaching package for people after. For for clients who found me and wanted to work with me, it's changed a lot over time. Um, and I had recently only been selling single sessions. So book one session, book a bunch of sessions. I don't, I trust you to figure out what you need and um, structuring it more like, I don't know, a therapy practice where some people will come every week, some people just book a few sessions and then know that I'm there if they need me again. But I decided to swing back this month for a bunch of different reasons um, and try and offer like, let's see what it feels like to offer a five-week package. So my sliding scale for my single sessions, um, the full price is $150. And um, I'm going to offer this five-week package at $500. So a so basically $100 a session, but I'm also going to record a whole bunch of videos that's on my list to do this week. Record a whole bunch of videos of the things I've learned, the most important tools I use, just short pieces of content specific like that I will exclusively keep for my clients. I'm not going to be sharing them um, publicly right now. I don't know, maybe down the line, but I used to have this really extensive portal of resources and information and like worksheets and so much stuff for my clients. And one of the things when I moved away from my 12-week package was that that just kind of sat and I was like, is this even useful anymore? I don't know. But I basically want to be creating something like that, but much simpler, just very short, like three to five minute videos to describe concepts, to share tools, to tell quick stories that I think are useful. Um, So with the five coaching sessions, people who book that package will also have access to all those videos. So that's a great offer I have for you. Um, My prices are going to go up in January. Definitely my membership the full spectrum space, which is more kind of general life coaching after abortion or for people who haven't even had abortions, but sort of like the general just building community and working through coaching tools together. Um, That price is going to go from a whopping $9 a month to $19 a month. And I'm, I'm pretty sure my sliding scale rate for sessions is going to go from 100 to 200. So book your calls, whether you book single sessions or jump in on this um, five-week offer. I don't know that I'm going to offer that at all in the new year. I'm going to wait and see how it goes. Um, so far, I have one person who's joined me in that program, and, and she'll start this week, and we'll, we'll see how that goes for everybody. It's definitely going to be amazing because if nothing else, you're going to get five weeks of coaching with me um, at a discounted rate 
but I don't know if I'll keep selling it as like a package or if I'll just go back to single sessions or something new will pop up. So that's my offer for you this month. Especially if you've been listening to the podcast for a long time, I really encourage you to book a call. Um, it's it's a really it's a really fun experience to help somebody sort through the specifics of their story, uh, all the any tears that need to come up or anger that needs to come out or just laughter that we that we embark on together. It's amazing to watch somebody who's who gets it, but just needs a space that's all about them, right? It's not the podcast where I'm talking to all of you. It's not my social media where I'm talking to all of you. It's like, what does Amanda have to say about my story, my situation, the uniqueness of um, how I relate to my abortion? So do book a session or book that package, um, especially if there's, if you felt like 2023 didn't go quite the way you wanted it to and you really want next year to be different I don't want to jump too much on the like new year new you train but I do think the turn of a calendar is a great opportunity to go after a project you've been thinking about to start living differently being more present for your kids and your family really changing the state state of your relationship like this five-week package is an awesome way to live the life you made your choice for and we can do that in a broad sense just healing and processing your abortion or we can be like look I I made my choice because I wanted to start a business let's do it (laughs) I made my choice because I'm ready to start dating and find a healthy relationship let's do it I made my choice because I'm not healthy and I want to get healthy let's do it this is a really great package for anyone who wants to look back and say 2024 was the year I started living the life I made my choice for, or I upped the game, whatever it is. All right, until next week. Thanks for listening. And as always, please consider sharing, rating, and reviewing this podcast. It helps me reach a wider audience and invites more people to thrive after abortion. If you're someone who chose abortion and find yourself struggling, hiding, or wishing you could move beyond your experience, head over to my website and book a free call. We'll talk about how you can start living the life you made your choice for.